Our guest today is a man who literally knows it all when it comes to designing, creating, and executing major entertainment and sporting events all over the world. With humble beginnings in the mailroom of Sony Pictures, Joe Lewis fought through the ranks of the entertainment industry to build his own full-service production, design, build, and event business, the Joe Lewis Company. With a passion for life and a dedication to produce the best in fan experiences, he made it his mission to see past the challenges and deliver amazing. With the entertainment industry struggling to cope with the effects of the global pandemic, IIFX caught up with Joe to discuss the future and how he thinks we will be able to return to work, play, and spectate. Hi there, Joe. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Thanks. You know, I was going through your career to date, um, how you got started and everything that you've done subsequently. And it's, it's fascinating. But rather than, you know, going into it myself, I thought that, um, you know, I'd ask you the question, how did you get started? How did I get started? Well, um, I'll give you the truncated version. Uh, after graduated college, I moved to California. I had a job in corporate America, which was not a good fit for me. Um, I, after about 18 months, uh, I decided to leave because I was fascinated by the entertainment industry and I wanted to get in the entertainment industry. And some guys that I knew said, Joe, the best way to do that is to go to work at a studio or a network or somewhere and get a job in the mailroom. Uh, because in the mailroom, you will be exposed to numerous departments, numerous people, and you'll really get a feel for what you want to do. So that's what I did. I quit my job in corporate America, went to Sony Studios and applied for a job in the mailroom. Fortunate enough to get that job. And uh, from about five, day, five years from the day I got that job until I left, I worked my way out of, my, out of the mailroom into production and then into launching my career uh, and my business in somewhere around 2000. And when you so that's it. I'm one of those guys. Started in the mailroom. That's excellent. Um, and in terms of production, you're talking um, both movie productions and um, event productions? Well, I really started on the television side uh, of production. Um, I got into the production video and sound department at Sony where I was moving boxes and rolling cases and cleaning stages and delivering audio, video, sound and lights to the multiple sound stages. And then from there, I was moonlighting on the weekends at night when all of the live television events would come in and would set up and use the sound, sound stages to shoot things like the MTV Video Music Awards or the Movie Awards or the Country Music Awards, any of these live television specials, I would moonlight on those for extra money and do whatever, really whatever I could do. And um, so my career really started in the TV side, but then I found that I was, uh, I liked the live event and what we call tent pole events more than I did TV because it was so monotonous. Um, and I just kind of pivoted into the live event space. So I've really worked across all live platforms in our 20 year career. A big part of our business today is associated with live television. And can you give us some idea as to what those events are? Sure. 
So I would say over the last 20 years, I cut my teeth uh, at the Super Bowl. Um, I started uh, there as the facilities guy. Facilities is a fancy way of saying trash and bathrooms manager. Um, so that's where I started. And then eventually I moved up to where I was uh, one of the guys uh, handling and production managing all the remote broadcast and production entities for the NFL experience, which is the fan fest wrapped around the Super Bowl every year in the city. So it was about two and a half, three months worth of work where we'd go in and literally take over two or three million square feet of space and bring it to life with experiential remote productions broadcast. From that, I, st I was doing a lot of broadcast work also with the networks and the studios that were coming in. And that led me on to the Academy Awards uh, where I took over all the pre-show and red carpet operations, which is which to this date, I'm one of the uh, producers for the broadcast on ABC. So I'm one, I handle everything outside of the main stage. So I run and produce all of the pre-show with a myriad of producers and directors and the Academy and everyone that we bring in every year. So um, a lot of TV in our world and a lot of uh, live experiential uh, events across the sports, music, entertainment, and branded uh, verticals. Yeah. So there really is no one better, no one else better to speak to um, with regards to what's taken place this year um, and all things COVID. Um, so well, COVID? there may be a lot of people better to speak to than me, uh, but I will say that we've got, we've been boots on the ground uh, in all of those um, entertainment disciplines um, for a long time. And yeah. we still are today. Yeah. What sort of innovations, um, what sort of protocols are we talking about now in terms of what you're dealing with in order to get these events back on, fans back into stadiums, uh, you know, fans back into uh, whether it be music events or entertainment events? How are you, how are you coping? Listen, it, it all starts with, you know, the, the entertainment industry pivoted to virtual, right? Define virtual any way you want, um, because there's a lot of virtual out there. Um, but that was the first step, right? Is the first step was uh, the world needs entertainment. We have to be able to reach that audience and how are we going to do it? And that was via the virtual mechanism. And, you know, um, that is either high production value or via your standard fare of Zooms like we're on or any other meeting, virtual meeting mechanism uh, that's out there, the go-to meetings of the world, um, the Microsoft 360s of the world. So any of those platforms utilized. So that was the first step. You know, once they got that, everyone realized what that first step was, then it became, then it went to um, drive-ins, right? And from drive-ins, the experiential expanded from drive-ins to drive-throughs in no certain order, right? All of that began to happen. And that paved the way for where the industry is going now, which may be starting to allow some fans, be it an invited audience or a tested or cleared audience, which is what I think you'll see. So all of that was a prelude to where we are going. Um, 
And I don't think we're done yet. You know, depending on where you are in the world, you may have more flexibility um, to engage fans uh, in real life um, than in other parts of the country. So I think network studios productions are determining what's important to them and their, um, and their risk tolerance, right, on what they're willing to do. And every, uh, everyone has a different opinion on what that is. And then in terms of your involvement in the Institute, in IIFX, can you tell us a bit more about how that's sort of helping to come up with solutions and certainly with reference to the return to work, play and spectate task force? Yeah, listen, I, I, think, I think there's two things that the Institute does, right? Uh, as an organization, um, we talk about the challenges of adapting and innovating in the health and safety security uh, operation, right? That is in the live sports, music, and entertainment fields. And that stretches all the way across to festivals, to fairs, to anything that you define as entertainment, because entertainment is pretty broad now, right? Um, so this is uh, a collective of industry leaders um, that get together once every couple weeks, if not more frequently, and we talk about the challenges. And we try to address those challenges in a meaningful way that maybe these can be implemented or at least inform a broader audience. You know, we bring, I bring, everyone brings their own unique perspective, right? If it's a venue operator, venue owner operator, a coach, head of security, head of operations, head of entertainment, head of food and beverage, whatever it is, you know, at the professional collegiate high school um, levels, we all get together and talk. We are physician led and physician directed. We have a lot of really smart people on our teams um, that are providing guidance um, and no one gets stuck on the now right? Because it's not about as much as it is about the now, it's about really about where we're going. So I bring a unique perspective from the entertainment space, right? Because we are doing live um, episodic uh, entertainment, right? As well as sports and music. So for us in March, um, myself, along with four other like-minded industry veterans, we started an organization called uh, entertainment industry response. What we are focused on is we're focused on COVID compliance and testing to get the entertainment industry back to work. So we have a lot of boots on the ground, real-time experience on what's working to get the business back to work because we're doing it. We're doing 20 or 30 shows a month across the entire United States where we're providing COVID compliance uh, boots on the ground, plan, strategy, and testing. So we can take in real time what's happening on these four walls or in these arenas, and we can take that back to our cohort groups and tell them, hey, this is what's working and this is what's not working. Yeah. And a lot of this has to do what works in certain parts of the country and in certain regions does not necessarily work uh, in others because of the risk tolerance that some regions are willing to take and others are not. So um, we all bring a unique perspective. Everyone is endeavoring to get back to working 
playing and spectating. How they are doing that, I think everyone brings their own perspective. And what we do is we take all of those notes, we put them into a document, we address them and we talk about them, and then we come back the next week, we, we re-engage with those if things have changed, and then we move forward to the next. So we're getting real-time information out there that hopefully we can push to the masses because this is new to everyone, yeah. right? This is new to the local health departments. This is new to the local, um, to the, uh, local um, establishments and municipalities. No one really knows how to address this. But it's and it's changing daily. So I think the institute um, is trying to pave the way forward as we look to the future um, and how we can share best practices and the lessons learned along our way. And I think that's what we're being able to do. Yeah, and I think you know the institute um, certainly has in mind with regards to the conference uh, that takes place next month in November. Idea of bringing you know into really spreading it outside of America and bringing the the global um, audience to the table in order to further discuss and come up with solutions. But um, how excited are you about that particular conference? And um, you know, is there anything in particular that you're looking to learn from that, or you know, to hear from anyone in in particular? Listen, I think we learn every day, right? I know we, I, I learn every day. I learn something new and I learn a better way forward or to approach things as we all try to manage our way through this disruption, right? So some people, <clears throat> just because we're doing something one way right now does not mean it's the right way or there's not a better way to do it, right? And we are, we are always listening and learning from someone because there are unique challenges all across the world. Yeah. There are unique challenges. I'm actually leaving the country tomorrow to go to a part of the another part of the world to discuss some of the challenges we're having here, right? And how can we maybe support those challenges in that part of the world for specific things? Yeah. You know, there are financial implications due to COVID in the US are probably the same financial implications in other parts of the world, right? So building that confidence of how and what is the best way forward is what we really need to do. Um, because the global approach to this, right, is really where we need all need to align. And I do believe that there may be certain parts of the world that are going to reopen I won't even say certain parts of the world. There are going to be certain territories in the U.S. that are going to reopen sooner than we are. In the Southeast right now, Florida announced earlier this week that they're reopened. They're open for business. So I think there's going to we're we're going to learn from all of these uh, openings and reopenings as we move forward. What I think the institute wants to do is really help create the blueprint right? For us to move forward and what the future looks like. And that's going to change every day. It's fascinating stuff. Uh, and as you say, constantly changing. So what are some of the take homes that you're, you're hoping, you know, people who have registered for the conference will be able to take away from it? There's going to be a large panel of subject matter experts um, in this field that are going to be able to share their key learnings, right? I think the, um, that we're going to discuss the challenges as well as the solutions 
um, on how to navigate things as we go forward, right? How do you implement what the new normal is going to be? What has worked? What has not worked? Um, and then, you know, this group, which is most exciting, I think, is how is innovation going to support us going forward? And what are the solutions that this innovation is going to do? And I think that's a key part of, of the Institute. You know, we are, we are the innovative Institute for fan experience, right? And I think our access to the subject matter experts and thought leaders in this space are really going to uh, give credence to what we, what we are doing in the information um, we're sharing as we move into this new normal. Um, listen, I think there's gonna be a lot of opportunity for audience feedback, input, right? I think we're going to definitely have some, some engaging um, Q&A uh, amongst the audience as well as the professionals. Um, I believe there's going to be breakout sessions that are going to be uh, available so that people can share their insights. Um, and I think that um, we're probably going to have, and I'm not certain where exactly we are with this, we're probably going to have a lot of people that are going to uh, have some written as well as recorded testimonials on, on what's working. So, you know, that along with um, all of the networking opportunities people are going to have uh, in this uh, new medium, I think will, um, will be quite useful and beneficial uh, and informative um, for all the attendees. All right, Joe. Well, thanks very much for uh, joining us um, to talk through all these various elements. Um, really looking forward to speaking with you again soon and um, to see you at the conference. But all the best with, with everything. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Anytime, Ross. Bye-bye.